You look like an adorable little girl going to Easter Mass. Really? And I look like the Catholic rebel that I am. really channeled my inner Jean Benet today. I was oh, like, you I look are. A, a cute little girl. You do. You look like you're going to be in a little Easter pageant. Uh-huh. And I look like the girl that's smoking outside in the bushes, <laughs> <laughs> hoping her parents don't know yeah. just she's not there. I think that, uh, that describes this appropriately, yeah. probably. Yeah. Your hair is, has a beautiful blowout, and mine is so, sopping wet with a hairdryer clip pinning it up. Thanks, and, boo. I'm wearing sweatpants and a T-Rex concert T-shirt that I've never been to. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling good. Wearing a sports bra and just being my true self. Being your true self. On this fine Easter Sunday. And uh, you are wearing this pastel dream of a dress and I your just... beaded cardigan mm-hmm. and your lipstick. Go on. I don't have anything on my face. My nose is real crusty. Well. I got a cold. You know, it happens. We, we go through our phases. Yeah. I'm not hungover for once, so... Look at you. Yeah. And me neither, but I've got a heavy head just from having a head cold. But I've been watching Queer Eye, and I decided. It's so good. Oh, are you watching it? We have Um, to talk about it. I think I didn't finish it in one motherfucking day. Oh, you guys. You know, I'm pacing myself up. I'm on episode six. That's not how I roll. Sprinter, marathoner. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That is so true. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. It's the most. I love Jonathan. Uh huh. Anthony is so cute. I love them all. I love them all. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make more of an effort. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dress for the role I want in life. Yeah. The, starting not today. Well, you're you're working up to it. I'm more, yeah. Baby, yeah. baby steps. Mm-hmm. I'm sick. That's why. This well, you know sick. what? The role that you want today is you're you're a little sick. You need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sick. Yeah. Help me. I'm yeah, here. I'm here to help you. Oh, and your role is like nurture. I'm mom. Mama. <laughs> We should mention two things. This is Banshees and Booze. Oh, hi. A paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage. And two, there are renovations happening in this building. Oh, right on cue. (laughs) (laughs) And they're loud and they're scary and they're going to make me sweat profusely thinking that it's a ghost. Uh Um, We'll try to tone this down in post, but just so you guys know, we are recording with a lot of renovations happening around us. As you might recall from our last episode, um, uh, when Veronica very lightly touched a bag with her foot, we just about shit ourselves. So can't wait for all the screaming we're going to do this week. Seriously. Um, I brought you guys some Easter chocolates. Oh, God, I'm so excited. They are. Do you want one of these? I'll throw it at you. One, two, three. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah her. Um, well, I have too much at home, so I'm sharing. This sharing is, is caring. Also, uh, ah. I bet you were about to mention this. Nope. <gasps> I wanted to. I forgot. This is officially today the one-year anniversary of the first time we recorded Banshees and Booze. And you're probably thinking, this is only episode 12. You record <laughs> once a month? No, actually. We've recorded three episodes uh-huh. um, starting on April 1st of last year. Uh-huh. And then we stopped for like nine months. Yep. And now we record once a week, sometimes twice a week. Yeah. Like this like week. Today. Like today. Which do. is the perfect day for renovations. There will be two <laughs> episodes. Of just loud yeah. ass noises. 
Um, so happy one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary, everyone, to all three yes. of us. We've Veronica had the same engineer mm-hmm. the whole time. I'm just so happy. And I'm glad we're on a one week track now because yeah, me too. this shit's good. Feels it's good. funny mm-hmm. and it's fun and it's scary and it makes me happy. So thanks for being my partner. That sounded like a perfect review. You should rate and I review. I should rate and review. <laughs> yeah, guys, rate and review. Um, so happy Easter. It's also Easter Sunday. It's also April There's Fool's so Day. so much happening. Oh, shit. And it's my friend Laura Enfield's birthday. She's not, she might not listen to this, but hi. Do you understand how hard I had to work to not try to plan an April Fool's Day joke <gasps> on you? Everything I thought of, uh, I literally thought about how sad you would be. And I, I was, was like, I can't do it. I was just going to say that. You, I would have been so sad. <laughs> I was going to, at 11, when I, I texted you this morning to make sure it was at noon, I almost texted, I'm here, where are you? <gasps> and I should have thought when you said, is it at noon? I should have been like, is what at noon? Oh. That's not even a good. We prank, just care about each other too much, and we're so aware of each other's anxiety that like it's just not fair. I can't prank people. I can't play jokes. I am the worst because I get so sad for the other person. I can't even watch like prank jo- shows. You know, like yeah. hitting camera stuff, and like I can't. It makes me so sad. Yeah. Oh, I oh, hate well. it. I hate it. So we'll just fur- furcus. I haven't had anything to drink yet. I'll just focus today on what really matters, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yes. Amen. The original ghost. (laughs) It is. I have to sneeze. Oh, no. no. There it goes. Oh, no. Now I just have pressure in my face. It's so cute right now. She's literally got a little box of tissues next to her. Breathing out. Whoever's recording after us is going to have a nice week ahead of them we'll, when they catch we'll Lysol. We'll yeah, Lysol. Yeah, totally. We'll Lysol. Um, you know, it's the ultimate ghost story. It is. A man of God dies. He sacrifices himself. And then he rises from the dead. Some chicks like, are suddenly like, we're going to go to this tombstone. And they're like, oh, he's gone. Where's his body? And then they're like, guys, I'm Catholic, so I know this. And they're like, don't get mad at me. I know these things. I grew up Catholic. And then they're like, oh, he's a ghost. And now it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, however you say it. Amen. Amen. And then it's freaking ghost stories. There's angels. There's ghosts. There's people rising from the dead. It's There's the ultimate. Uh, miraculous recoveries from <sighs> illness. Yeah. He, wounds healing. <laughs> As Amy blows her nose. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't do that to the mic, huh? <laughs> It's better thinking. than blowing burps at me. Oh, those are coming. Um, um, right before we get started, because uh-huh. I know we're on this fast track into important things. Mm-hmm. Um, I last episode mentioned that I would look something up and bring in the information. And thank God I edited the podcast yesterday <gasps> and heard myself say that. So what was it? I okay. don't even remember. Yeah, because you know what? Much like an improv show, we come in here, we lay out motherfucking comedic gold for you people, and then we immediately forget about it. Yeah, that's what we're trained to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I, last week, mentioned I was pretty sure somebody was buried next to Marilyn Monroe against yes. her will. Yes, I was fucking right. I'm oh. so glad I remembered this. So first of all, I was wrong. It's not Oak Lawn. She is in Westwood. Yeah. You were right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know who's buried next to her against her will? Ew, who? Hugh Hefner. Oh, that he, lines up. That makes sense. He bought the plot next to her, and like it got grosser and grosser. Oh, he died. He died, yeah. 
He bought the plot next to her a while ago. Um, he died and is interred. Um, here's the thing about Hugh Hefner. You know, he started Playboy Magazine. The first issue of Playboy Magazine she featured was... Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. They were old nudes that he published against her will. So oh, I now didn't know that. she gets to rest in peace next to Hugh motherfucking Hefner. So oh, just throwing that out there. Asshole. I was thinking, oh, but you know, he always had such a love for her and he had her in his first like centerfold. Yep. It was against it, it was old nudes she had taken uh, before she was famous and she didn't want them out there. And he did it against her will. So even when wow. you're dead, everyone, yeah. it's not safe to be a woman. <laughs> Poor Marilyn. Mm -hmm. She wasn't left alone in life, and she's not left alone in death. Yeah. Well, that just goes back to our very first episode. That's why, yeah. Diamonds are a ghoul's best friend. Yes, they are. We love you, Marilyn. Um, those nudes are beautiful, though. They are. They're I mean, gorgeous. it's nothing to be ashamed of I know, or right? But it's just like you yeah, just but... get to decide what to do with your own shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What a jerk. I have Ew. a strict, strict, no naked pictures policy for myself in the sense, I mean, you know, like, like cell phone pictures and stuff. Yeah. Because I fully intend to be famous someday and I don't trust the cloud. I don't know how it oh, works. Oh, I don't trust the cloud. Every time I ask someone at the Apple store how it works, they're like, they try to explain, I'm like, you liars, you, I you, mean, are, you work for the government. I know it. I know for a fact that like, Korean hackers have my social security number. Oh, Why sure. would I think that I would be better at keeping my nudes private? You know what I yeah. mean? Russia I'm gonna has wait everything too. Until I've got just like professional like Gorgeous. airbrushing and filters and then I'll take some naked pictures but that's it yeah I'm gonna photoshop my head onto Marilyn's there nudes go. because she's used to the shit happening to her mm -hmm. by now and I'll be like you guys and they'll be like we still don't want them Amy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you want to steal my nudes <laughs> no no we're good why is it two different colors <laughs> what did Tammy do this <laughs> Amy we know your boobs go all the way down to your knees this is not no 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 honey we know how grab works. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so appropriately today, mm -hmm. since it is uh, the day that um, whatever your religion may be, in Catholicism, Christ rose, it's Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. You made us. I made us a bloody Virgin Mary with alcohol. Yes! <laughs> when I read your text and you were like, a bloody Virgin Mary with alcohol, I didn't read it as Virgin Mary. And then I yeah. reread, I was like, Virgin? Why? I'm like, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get Bad it. Bad Catholic, Amy. Oh, brother. Guys, I'm the worst. I'm the worst, but I've received all of the sacraments. Mm -hmm. Except marriage, because I didn't get married in a Catholic church. Oh, yeah. Whatever. But you did get married at a very nice downtown location. I did. And guess what? God is love, and the love was present. So mm -hmm. anyway, let's drink. Well, yeah, welcome <laughs> welcome to our religion podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. Everyone's going to hate us. All right, cheers. Cheers. Happy one year, Happy everybody. one year, happy Easter, and to the virgin bloody mm -hmm. Mary. Mm. Ooh, that Tabasco is showing up went, right away. Yeah, it went in. Ooh. Went in my, went in my mouth. Burning my throat. I um, love it. I love it. I, um, that would have been the ultimate uh, April Fool's if I had just not put any vodka in here. <laughs> but that oh, would have punished me. So. <laughs> have you ever played the Virgin, the Bloody Mary game and at sleepovers? Yeah, with you. <laughs> We'd played that? Well. We had a sleepover? Well, well, we have had sleepovers. Yeah, but we did that. Um, we did the uh, web series. 
Oh yeah. See, I forget. But that, did we? Uh, I I forget sometimes. <laughs> we're just, ASMR. You guys, we're so mad about the construction sounds for our podcast. <laughs> you know, I love celery. Uh, and um, but I'm vodka. eating an olive, a stuffed olive. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I. <laughs> It's funny every time. I gotta <laughs> stop laughing and encouraging you and your bad behavior. Um, sometimes I forget, like things we did on the stage are not our actual real lives. Oh my! Like, when did was, we like, play we Bloody did. Mary? No, we just did an episode of that web yeah, series that's where right. we pretended to play Bloody Mary. We used to play it as kids at sleepovers, and you know, you turn off all the yeah. lights and you what do you, you stare in the mirror and you say Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, like three times, uh-huh. and then she's supposed to appear. I got a little scared when you actually said it. Three I times. got scared too. Like, Thank God, God there's no that? mirrors. In I was here. like, surely she's gonna stop at two and a half. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, nope. But um, yeah, you're supposed to see red eyes. That's what I heard. Oh, red eyes. Yeah. Well, that is a paranormal thing I've in my research from yeah. today actually people have spotted red eyes oh. in, this, in this thing we did research so we're doing of. something other than just chatting <laughs> this was hard a hard you know I had a hard time I know I felt really bad so today we're doing holy ghosts and um I had a tough time because there are as it turns out like hundreds of haunted churches mm-hmm. and cathedrals and cemeteries the stories are so short and then you google the, it elsewhere and it's the same story yeah so I couldn't get like different takes of different stories in these locations and so finally um uh I just I figured mine out. But who wants to go first? I want to go first because yes. I want you to go first next time. Great. That's why I've chosen. Works for me. Um so I found a haunted church. Yes. Um it is Christ Episcopal Church uh in Poughkeepsie. Ooh. In Poughkeepsie. Episcopal Church in Poughkeepsie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. God. Good. Thank God I'm not drunk yet. <laughs> um uh, so here's a little history about it. Um, it's a beautiful church, by the way. I have pictures. I'll show you. Um, the beginnings of Christ Episcopal Church as a place of worship began in 1773. Uh, it was actually in a different location in Poughkeepsie, but like that's when the congregation started. Mm-hmm. So 54 years later, in 1888, uh, the congregation decided they needed a bigger structure. So they sold uh, that old church, bought another property. And they built their new brick church, which is the one that stands today. Um, This new site was traditionally the place of the old English burial grounds. Hold on. Old English burial grounds. Now that's a different word. Okay. So it was a rundown plot of land that was considered an eyesore by the city government who hadn't allowed any new burials since 1871. Now, this... Old English burial ground kind of had that kind of, it was run down because remember how we used to not be our own country? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was like from back when we were still colonies. And so then it was a lot of like, you know, English loyalists. Oh, So okay. then they didn't really, they were like, eh, we don't care about this. So because, you know, loyalists, a lot of them went to Canada, yep. stuff like that. So there wasn't anybody there to keep it up. So it was just this old rundown cemetery. So then this church bought the land and built a church on top of it. And as it says here, hopefully all the remains that were buried there were respectfully moved to another location for their eternal rest. Hopefully. Uh-oh. Hopefully. Uh-oh. You're kidding. 
Why would you do that? I mean, they haven't watched Poltergeist, apparently. <laughs> so scary. Um, okay, so they now... They next to it, you dum-dums. I know, right? Well, so <laughs> they... Uh, yeah, so this church is still... You can still go. So it's still around. Um, so here's a little... There's several different kinds of hauntings that have happened here. So here's, here's some of them. Um, around 1910, an elderly woman died in the middle of a church mm-hmm. service. Who hasn't? Let's be honest. <laughs> Die uh, of boredom. <laughs> that was so disrespectful I, to her. It's the bless I, her soul. <laughs> uh, Amy's very superstitious today. I know. I am. Catholic guilt. Yeah. See? I told Well, she Catholic. was Episcopal, so oh. it doesn't matter. Um, her apparition, dressed in her Sunday clothes, has been seen sitting in a pew halfway back. Uh, during the evening hours, people who sit in her section of the pews have felt an unseen presence keeping them company. Whoa. You know, if you're going to die, dying in a church feels the safest. I like think so, too. Bet, you um, know? I've always thought, like, dying in a hospital. I know that sounds really weird. like, But, like, if you just happen to, like, be at a hospital, like, that's kind of the place to do it. Yeah. You know, because you're just like, well, you're right there. Just go yeah. to the morgue. And, yeah. yeah, that's true. Just a one-stop shop. I just don't want to be a bother, you know. <laughs> Aww. I want to be a bother. <laughs> I want to be, yeah. Um, haunted hospitals. Let's put that on the list. Oh, good. Right? Amy. Okay. Put it on the... We're going to forget. We're going to listen to this edit and write it down. I'll write it down. Okay. Um, I remember it about Marilyn. You did. Um, Okay. So, remember uh, they moved to the cemetery? Oh, I do. So, it has... Remember when I said that 90 seconds ago? Shockingly, yes. Uh, They specifically pointed out since no... There had been no new burial since 18... (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear that on the mic, though? Yes. It sounds so quiet to me. No. (laughs) No, it is. <laughs> we are the I'm dumbest sorry. because it makes me laugh so hard. I'm so sorry. Okay. I have a lot of gas in my body. It has to come out. And if I don't let it out, I'm just going to be uncomfortable. You'll explode. I don't I'll want explode. you to be uncomfortable, Amy. Lucky for all of us, it's burps. And that's how they come out. That's a really good point. Right. Well, I mean. Because there's no air in your, this. <laughs> your butt is not anywhere near the microphone. So who knows? I mean. Yeah, but this is a tiny space with now zero you, air. Now you know why I've actually moved to the side of the table. Uh, <laughs> um, Continue. I'm sorry. Anyway, so respect for remains. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, since it was an old rundown cemetery, like, even if they did their absolute best to move everyone's remains, like... There's going to be there's some remnants. no way that, like, the people of 1888 had the resources yeah. to respectfully do that. That's true. I forgot how long ago this was. So, um... Despite it being the resting place of early citizens of Poughkeepsie, the grounds were not kept up, disrespected, and considered an eyesore. Um, keeping that in mind, uh, this is actually kind of nice. There's the entity of a quote jovial man. Yeah, oh, you don't hear, you don't hear that word often enough. Although I will I say, I've instantly got a picture in my head. Is he a little chubby to you? He seems a little chubby to me. Santa Claus, jovial. Yeah. Oh my god, jolly jovial. Santy. Um, people suspect that he is a spirit from a forgotten grave. Uh, here's uh, the, a woman had fallen asleep on the pews. 
Who, Who hasn't? hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> uh, while waiting for her musician sister to finish her practicing. Okay. Uh, she was awakened suddenly by a disembodied belly laugh. Oh, my God. Nailed Santa. it. Santa. Jovial. It was Santa. Santa's buried there. Santa. Oh, no, kids. Turn it off. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> if anyone's listening to this podcast and believes in Santa, yeah. I don't blame you. You believe in ghosts, too. Yeah. Uh, upon opening her eyes, she saw a male face apparition, okay, floating above her, laughing good-naturedly at her. Well, that's nice. At least he wasn't just, like, laughing at, at her. her. He was like, just, like, tauntingly. <laughs> Santa loves it when you fall asleep in church. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Santa, I want to be visited by him. Um, That's kind of cute, but I wonder who he was. Like, I guess one of the bodies. Yeah, they was... they think it, w- it was, yeah. yeah. And nice to know that he's, like, cool with it. Yeah. He's like, I'm happy. And then this is the most frequent visitor to the church. Uh, the Reverend Alexander Cummings faithfully served Christ Episcopal Church as rector from 1900 to 1948. That whole time. Wow. He was the rector. Um, his apparition was seen by witnesses and made his presence known beginning right after he passed away. So, like, starting in the 40s. Oh. The late Bishop James Pike was the next rector assigned to Christ Church back in 1948, right after Reverend Cummings died. Pike saw a clear apparition of Reverend Cummings going up the bell tower steps and also saw him hanging out around the altar. Whoa. Good for him. Uh... He also, uh, in the Sanctuary of Christ Episcopal Church and Rector's Office, candles are constantly blown out without any natural explanation. (gasps) And it was well known that Reverend Cummings hated the use of candles. What? Um, Overhead objects moved by themselves without any help from the living. And doors had a mind of their own. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Strange noises and sounds were heard often coming from nothing recognizable in this world. Um, I wish I had a nice little concluding sentence, but I don't. But I do have pictures of it. Um, Oh, cool. It's a very beautiful old place. Um, And, yeah, the Reverend Cummings, like, uh, he appeared to hang out around James Pike, Reverend James Pike, quite a bit. Which makes sense considering he was the... um, you know, Later. the one that came right after him. Yeah. Um, just making sure he's doing the job right. And then they did, they also, I didn't write it down here, but I remember reading it. They moved the rector's office um, to another room, and that really stirred up activity. Oh. He goes to the new rector's office, but that really, like, apparently he had kind of, it had kind of died down a little bit. And then, like, the candle blowing out thing happens all the time again oh, since wow. they've moved the office. And that was in, like, the late 90s, I think. So, Whoa. so anyway, that is the, extremely haunted Christ Episcopal Church cool. and I gotta say I also really appreciate that they're just like all about it they're yeah. like we don't care right yeah. it's like yeah there's ghosts here and mm-hmm. that's part that's part of it exactly. right you get what you get yeah. and it's still open for services yep. like people still t- attend mm-hmm. oh my gosh really cool yeah wow that is so old yeah that's really old. Well, that's so funny because I, I wanted to do something. I was like, I'll look up one in Texas because I'm from Texas. And then that was really hard. So Yeah. There was there was one in Brooklyn that I, I wanted to do. And it was fast. There was like murder happened in that church. and Murder in a church. Murder in a church. And a bloody handprint that appears. Stop it. Uh-huh. It was the guy who rings the bells, <gasps> the bell tower. And he, Quasimodo? Yeah, it was Quasimodo. Oh, my God. And he came down and he caught... 
burglars stealing from like the donation box and they weren't ex- expecting to see him there but he was there at like dawn to like ring the bells and so they murdered him they bludgeoned him to death and now they still people still say they see all of a sudden like a bloody handprint on the wall that leads up to the bell tower and then it disappears i mean how cool is that could you be a worse person You're i stealing know from, from a, a church, church and then you murder inside of it yeah, those guys are have a nice toasty spot. I mean, eat double hockey sticks right now. That is for sure. That's for sure. And I can't say I'll... it any more strongly than that. <laughs> um, but that so that was like a really cool church I wanted to do. But um, that was the only story. That's it. Yep. <laughs> and like, that it's still haunted and things happen. Mm-hmm. And then there was one little bit that maybe there was a underground railroad st- stop underneath Ooh. it. Railway, <laughs> railway or railroad? Railroad. Railroad. Um, and then, but I was like, I want to hear more about that. And then nothing. So anyway, I was, I love your story, by the way. Thank oh, you very thank much. you. So I, I couldn't figure out a good one. Yours was definitely the best. And I purposely, it did come up in my searches, but you told me what you were going to yeah. do. So I didn't <laughs> read any of it. I was like, I want to read this I, one. I snuck in there. <laughs> so I <clears throat> just out of two hours of desperate and relentless and no result wielding searches decided to find a ghost adventures episode that had to do with a church and i found it season 15 what episode one of ghost adventures um was take took place in a mining town in oregon 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 or oregon 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 trail oregon nope do you know oregon yeah oh thank you yep oregon we knew that um it's like this but with a little extra uh. oregon no, uh, well, yeah. Oregon. Or Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> Why oh, were you no. looking like you were trotting like a horse when you said that? I was playing in Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oregon. Oh, brother. Okay, I should have pointed to this. Where your belches come from. Organs. Your organ. <laughs> the things that we're torturing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Our organs. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, <laughs> well, I'm just not going to say that word anymore. Um, the, the town was called Golden. It's a, mi- it's a mining ghost town. Oh. So I um, had to watch the whole 42-minute episode. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. You know I don't like watching scary shit, and I did it. I'm proud of myself, but it was really scary. So it's called Golden. It was established in 1890, and it was run by Reverend William Rubel, who ruled the town with an iron fist. There were multiple churches and no saloons, which was very unheard of back then, especially in mining towns. Yeah. Uh, You work all day, play all night. Mm -hmm. He wanted his residents to live in fear of the devil. By 1920, the mines had dried up and the town was abandoned. As the buildings decomposed, something evil began to take root. Murders took place. Bodies were found. Satanic rituals were held in the woods surrounding the ghost town. Damn. Occult practices were rumored to be held in the abandoned church. Anyone who ventures here at night becomes possessed. Even an archbishop was attacked by an entity during an investigation in one of these in the church. Yeah. So so the Ghost Adventures team is like, we're going to investigate Golden in the state of Oregon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's only three structures. There's a church, a general store, and a schoolhouse. And then there's like a shack. So... Did you hear that? That scared me so bad. Oh my god! Renovations, renovations, okay. renovations. Quick, quick, just eat some celery. Okay. Yeah. Mmm. Oh, that's good. Surround sound. Mmm, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. So, the guys drive up. 
to the church. They go to church because it's about churches. And right, <laughs> and right away. <laughs> oh, that killed me. I'm like, focus on the church part, Amy. Um, right away, Aaron has a really bad stomach ache and he's really nauseous. Mm. Typically me all yeah. of the time when I'm scared. Aaron's the Amy. Aaron's the Amy because he's chicken shit and he always gets like the worst assignments. He's so scared. Poor guy. He got real skinny. Um, I, know, I haven't watched the show in a long time. I'm like, damn, Aaron. Oh, so, so he's got a really bad stomach ache and he's nauseous. Um, the church is the hub of all of the negativity in this ghost town. So the archbishop that got attacked, they interview him there. They bring him, they like ask, they request his presence. He, he came com- back? He came back. Um, his name is James Cloud. He says that right before this interview started, he felt like he was hit in his stomach by something and he feels nauseous and that he feels a very heavy, malevolent spirit. Um, And then they're like, holy shit, Aaron felt really nauseous coming up here too, actually. Mm -hmm. So suddenly as Zach is like, it's just Zach and the Reverend and Sorry, I kicked the table. Okay, I kicked the okay, table. It's that was fine. me. It's fine. Wrappings, <laughs> wrappings. I was just going to say. <laughs> we accidentally had a seance. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this is the archbishop. They're in the church. Just Zach, the cameraman, and the archbishop, uh, Mr. James Cloud. So suddenly, Zach feels hit by an energy, and in his typical overdramatic fashion, he gets all mad, and he starts taunting the spirit to make itself shown. So, you know, he does his Zach. What did you... Is someone in here? Yeah. And so then the reverend um, says, like, he doesn't feel well. He says he feels enveloped in heat. And then um, Zach decides, we're going to cancel this interview. We need to start the investigation right now. So then he's like, something just pulled my shirt three times. Was that you? And the reverend's like, no, I'm sitting over here. So I'm no shirt puller. <laughs> so, I'm a um, reverend, damn it. Please, respect me. The reverend says he feels the presence of two distinct spirits that are trying to envelope them. Outside, the crew, uh, they have an analyst that as soon as they have recordings, they give it to him right away and he runs it to see if anything, like electronic voice Mm -hmm. phenomena is picked up. So outside, the uh, crew analyst has found something on the audio recordings um, that where Zach and the reverend are are interviewing having their interview. So he um, hears footstep sounds, very distinct, like, footsteps on the audio. And it's when Zach is taunting the spirit, like, something here, make yourself shown. There is a hissing, growling sound that was picked up, which is super common during during exorcisms and, like, evil, that kind of shit. So they're like, someone bad's in here. So Zach and the Reverend believe that um, they're... um, there, there's a uh, groups that live in the woods that are witches, and they per- they perform like pagan rituals and stuff. And uh, some of the rituals are very violent, and they believe that they may have awoken a lot of demons, and that the demons went to the nearest place of like God in a way. And you know, yeah. I mean, let this just be me. I'm blaming that old guy that mm. founded the town and was ruling with oh, an iron fist. Me too, because that's what happens to kids. You you're mean to them. You're like you're never allowed to talk to the devil, and they're like, you don't own me. I'm gonna go talk to the devil right now. Right? I, mean, I know. Yeah, I blame the. Rep- too, without yeah. a doubt, because witches can be very good. 
Um, but these ones, I guess, were bad, which is that we're, we're living in yeah, the woods. sure. And we'll see. Um, so they think that some evil demons have woken up here. Um, so they also bring in to interview um, a woman named Amanda. She also returns for this interview. Oh, my God. These noises are scaring scary. me so it's bad. Um, I'm so distracted. Uh, she uh, came here because it's it's open to the public. You can take tours and stuff during the daytime. You're really not supposed to be there at night because there's no lights. There's yeah. no electricity. Um, but people still, because of the ghosts and the yeah, sure. witches and stuff, they go. So she went once and got attacked. Uh, she got possessed. So they ask her to come to return so they can interview her. So Amanda shows up. Um, she was attacked when she and possessed on a visit to the church once. She says that just by coming back here for the interview, she can feel it coming over her again. And they're like, explain it. What's happening? How do you know it's coming back over you? And she said, it's this internal, I burped. It's an internal battle in her head where she feels like she's fighting with herself. And then she just loses all sense of time. And then, um, I think I've been possessed. Yeah, me too. By Netflix. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> just one more. Just one more. Man. Actually, it's Hulu lately because I can't get enough of ER. Can't do oh it. Oh my God. You are possessed by ER. I am. You Dr. love it. Green. Mm. You love it. Mm. Um, uh, oh, oh, oh. So she's like, yeah, that's, that's how I know it's coming back. And the Reverend Cloud, the Archbishop. I wrote reverend. I meant archbishop. I think you call him reverend. Oh, um, do if you... they are archbishops. Oh, okay. I don't think you call him like your archbishopness. True, true. I mean, your holiness. I don't know. Why am I even pretending like I know what the fuck I'm talking about? <laughs> I apologize. Just... Well, I guess archbishops can have wives. They can be married. Fuck. Because guess what? The archbishop James Cloud, who was in being interviewed in the church, mm-hmm. his wife is there, and she's off camera. And all of a sudden, Amanda, who's being interviewed, is like, who's this bitch? (laughs) She's like, there's something wrong. And so they look at the archbishop's wife and she's like curled over, like bent over in pain. And she said she's getting these crazy stomach pains and that she's insanely nauseous and she can't even hold herself up. And she was like a pretty sturdy looking woman, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and so, oh, I know. Just like Aaron, so this stomach pain is like going coming to everybody, and um, and now Amanda, the girl who was being interviewed, she can hardly stand up because she's shaking violently. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, she blurts out to Zach, "No, something out here doesn't like you. It doesn't want you here, and it's using me to tell you that." And so Amanda brought a friend, Nicole. <laughs> okay, there's so many people right now, right? I mean, it's a fucking it's party. It's a party. It's a party. So you've got the reference wife cramp party. doubled over in pain. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Archbishop. <laughs> Mrs. Archbishop is like going to puke. Amanda is becoming possessed by this mm-hmm. spirit. Yep. And then Nicole, Amanda's friend, starts bawling her eyes out. And so that, the guys are like, go over to her and they're like, what's going on? And she said... No um, one's paying attention to me. <laughs> it's just my, oh, my stomach. <laughs> Guys, ouch. Look at me. Uh, she says, this is exactly how Amanda was the night of the possession. And she's super scared that it's happening again. Aww. Yeah. So she's got like PTSD from seeing her friend possessed. And she's like, this is exactly how it began. And I don't like it. So Zach being Zach sends Amanda and Catherine, so Mrs. Archbishop and Mrs. P- Miss Possessed Girl, mm-hmm into the church alone because that's how he is but then something in him tells him 
to go after them. So he goes after them, and once he is inside the church, the cameraman feels and hears something rushing towards him, even though everyone is perfectly still. And you can hear it, too. It sounds like a big gust. It's like a whoosh. And, but there's everyone's just sitting still, not near each other. So uh, Zach then starts smiling super creepy and devilish, and he's clearly pretending to be possessed. And I mean, he's so melodramatic. I have been biting my tongue this whole time. You know how I feel about Zach. I wrote, I don't think anyone believes him. He And he folds his hands across his giant broad pecs, you know, and he's like, oh, oh. Oh. I'm like, you're such a fucking phony. Like, we know you're not possessed right now, dude. You can't even pretend anymore. Like, we've been watching this for 15 seasons. Yeah. We get, we know. So he decides to call it a night because he... Because no one believes him. Because he's he feels that he got caught uh, faking it. <laughs> and uh, he thinks the spirits want them to all fight each other. He thinks it's dangerous. So he says, let's just call, call it a night. So that investigation was kind of a bust. So the next day, the uh, crews go and they visit a nearby vortex that sits right outside the ghost town. So this is really interesting, actually. It's the largest vortex recorded on land on this continent. There are 15 ley lines that intersect there, and they feel that the spirits in the ghost town use that energy to manifest themselves. And it's also um, why it's believed that the witch camp of 100 witches live Right by that area. Um, can I get the address of that? Right? I'm just, just going to drop by. I don't know if they're all good, though. I don't know if they're all good. There was voodoo dolls all over the place. We'll Ooh. get to that. So the woman giving them the tour of the Vortex was super cool and badass. And she's and they're like, do you think that's why there's a witch camp here? Because And why it's all very haunted? She goes, I know that's why the witches have their camp here. That I know as a fact. So I'm like, oh, maybe she is one of them. Who knows? So she was pretty cool. And they just like explained vortexes. It was really interesting. But um, I guess that those areas could be way more haunted because the spirits manifest from all of that energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's investigation time for reals, I wrote. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's nighttime on day two now. And they uh, now they put the night vision and the thermal cameras all around the property. Have you ever seen those thermal cameras? Oh, yeah. Those thermal images is really yeah, cool. Yeah, they use those on Ghost Hunters. Oh, cool, cool. And they've got the binoculars, mm-hmm. too. Like, it's super cool. So they put up all of the night vision and the thermal cameras. They put one in the schoolhouse, the general store, the church, and then outside on the property as well. And then they have a tent as their base camp where they've got all the monitors. They're watching all of them. And they have their tech dude that analyzes the sounds and all that shit. So um, the camera picks up a on the thermo cam- therm- thermo camera. Thermal? Oh, yeah. Uh, the image of a person walking... Uh, kind of like into the general store, but it doesn't look like a, sp- it looks like a freaking person. Like yeah. their arms are swinging as they're walking Ooh. and you could see their legs. Yeah. It looks like they're wearing pants. I don't know. It was crazy. So they're like, you know how like when we were talking about the abandoned places and you were like, I'm more afraid of people yeah. than of the spookiness yeah. of it. And so they were very aware of how dangerous it was too, because camp of witches, there was a camp of 100 witches in the surrounding area who Probably didn't want them there either, you know, because they kept seeing lights in the woods and stuff. So mm-hmm. they think that they were being watched as well by wi- the witches, not by ghosts. So they were a little nervous. And you could feel it. They're like, this is dangerous. We need to make sure it's not a person. So they, of course, send uh, Zaxxon's Aaron to Poor the skinny, <laughs> sick Aaron. I know. He's probably so skinny because he can't, like, eat. He's probably always in pain. <laughs> He's always getting attacked. Yeah. He's... 
poor guy. He probably doesn't sleep. So Zach sends Aaron to go investigate, and the camera guy goes goes with them. And um, so he goes um, outside the general store. There's no one there. They look a little bit in the surrounding brush. There's nobody there. So they go into the general store. There's only one door. But then Aaron's like, Zach is like through the walkie-talkie. He's like, yeah, but they can come up through the floorboards. They can come in through... There's, it's rotting. They can come in through any way. You've got to investigate every corner of that general store and make sure no one's in there. So they're like, hello. You know, it's cool, guys. We're just here for a show and da-da-da. And there's no sound. There's no nothing. The cameras aren't picking up on a single thing. And so Aaron ducks into this little room where there's like a stove. It was like the kitchen or whatever, I guess. And uh, he gets attacked by something invisible. So his, he like grabs the side of his neck and he's like screaming and writhing around in pain. And he said it felt like every muscle in his neck just cramped up like crazy. So he's like in tears. I felt so bad for him. Um, And then because it's pitch black, but they can see on the cameras, uh, Zach is like, Hey, Point your flashlights up at the ceiling. Look at that. And there's all these uh, stick dolls hanging upside down from the ceiling. Ooh. Yeah. There's also a lot of bats flying around too, which would have freaked me out also. Yeah. I like bats. Um, I know they're cute, right? So um, then on the EVP, they pick up a disembodied voice that says demon. And Straightforward. Yeah. So Zach is like, decides to be the hero and go, goes in, right? Because Aaron's dying now. Another classic Zach. Uh huh. After he finds out that all the bad shit already happened to Aaron, uh. then he's like, I'm going in. That's, yeah. Don't you hurt my Aaron that I sent in to be hurt. <laughs> now that I know, I won't get hurt because he's already hurt. So he runs in and he says, is William Rubel here? You know, the man who ruled the town with an iron fist. Oh, right. Fist. I was like, who? That guy. The <laughs> reverend. Yeah, the reverend okay. William Rubel. Got it. He goes, are you here? And all of a sudden, this is super creepy. There's these really loud footsteps and a huge gust of wind that blows. You could see the dolls kind of blow. And there's this tarp also that that's hanging up blows really, really like harshly. Yeah. And then uh, the thermocam at the same time picks up on a person now walking into the church. And oh. yeah. So then Aaron is sent into the church and Zach locks him in and Aaron begs him. He's like, please don't do this, dude. Come on, man. I'm so tired of this. Like, it's so sad. I felt so bad. I just... What an asshole. Um, Aaron gets so scared he actually escapes through a window. I've actually never seen Aaron escape before because he always does what he's told. Wait a minute. He just like scampers? Yeah. He's like He's just like... I guess I'm fired now. He well, he sat there for a long time and nothing happened. So he did try to to pick up some EVP. Nothing. It was nothing was going on in the church, and he's like, "Well, then fuck it, I'm out of here." So he escapes through a window. So at the base camp, maybe that's why he's so skinny now is because he knows he has to shimmy out of places <laughs> and he gets locked into sometimes. Right when he was chubbier, he's like, "This isn't working." Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I can't. I just, I really want to be there for poor Aaron's like therapy sessions. Like, oh, I know. The poor guy. I really feel for him. You Um, need to set strong boundaries with Zach. It's like when I got locked in the Queen Mary place. That's fucking scary. I thought that definitely took 10 years off my life. My heart could not (laughs) handle that shit. So there, so uh, Aaron runs to the base camp. And so now they're all in the base camp tent. And, um, they're kind of just watching the cameras. Nothing's really happening. And Zach is like, all right, let's each go into one of the each building and just kind of 
see if anything else happens. And all of a sudden, as they're about to leave, all their walkie-talkies go off at the same time. (gasps) And it's this disembodied, very heavy breathing coming through. And of course, you know how they replay it. They play it back for you in post. So at the exact same time this disembodied breathing is coming through their walkie-talkies, a night vision camera set in the schoolhouse starts going in and out of focus. But there's nothing there. There's no bats. There's no nothing. So it's just in and out, in and out, like a pulse. And at the exact same time that is happening, the camera in the schoolhouse also picks up an or Oh, I'm sorry, not the schoolhouse, the general store. Picks up an orb that shoots straight out of the floorboards. Um, as the night goes on, there are strange lights in the woods, which when they investigate, they find um, more stick dolls um, that were laid out in the woods. So they believe that they're being watched mm-hmm. and that this is kind of like a warning by the witches yeah. to be like, get out of here. Um, and this is my I, – I didn't really have much of an ending either. The episode ends with Zach getting scared shitless by a deer. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, I do like when they dispel things because he's looking in his night vision binoculars and he's like, fuck, there's red eyes. I see red beady eyes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then the, the cameraman's like, it's a deer. That's a deer. And then the deer starts to move and he gets so fucking scared. I mean, he flips out by the fucking deer. He's such a chicken. The deer walks off and Aaron feeds him a little corn. Like, good, good girl. Yeah. You got him this time. I would get to my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't so much of a church, but it was ba- church-based, reverends, love archbishops. It. Love you it. Know. We didn't realize. We, we think the man is uh, uh, hiding the truth yeah. about haunted churches. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because there could have been so much more out there. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting how there wasn't. But, you know. Well, that was great. The Holy Ghost. Mostly in the sense that it has reaffirmed my hatred of Zach from Ghost Adventures. Seriously. I do not like the man. I do not. And, you know, it's it's just a personal bias because I love Ghost Hunters so much. I literally was like... They would never do that to one of their own. Right? <laughs> I He's so mean. But he inspires I don't think ghost... me to write sketch characters. Yeah, I was going to say, I no, this whole time I'm like, it's, it's pretty good. It's like an episode of The Office is what it feels like. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> he's such a Michael Scott. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I did not do a Haunter hoax. I didn't either because we decided last week that we weren't doing them anymore. Nope. Yeah. Um, oh, but we do oh, have yes. Shit. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, for our up ghost and personal this week, we had another fellow podcast um, record some personal stories and send them our way. Um, so uh, this is uh, Leslie and Eric of the Real and Wine podcast. It is so fun. They're just two friends getting together. Drinking a little and chatting. Sound familiar? Um, Yeah. I mean, it's obviously right up our alley, and it'll be right up here. So you should definitely check them out. You can get them everywhere. Um, And let's let's, uh, give a little listen to their podcast. Yes. Hello. uh, This is Leslie. And this is Eric. um, From the Real and Wine podcast. And we're here to tell you about our um, awesome personal... Personal ghost stories. <laughs> Someone's got to be singing. Boo. <laughs> Woo. Boo. <laughs> um, so I'll go first. Excellent. Um, okay, so it's kind of funny because... Um, so I grew up... At... I grew up... <laughs> as a ghost. I grew up as a ghost. I don't know if you know that. Um, so 
the school I went to, um, all throughout, um, like elementary high school was called Gallup Catholic. It's now Sacred Heart. Um, and it's a pretty old, um, it's a pretty old school. And we also have a convent next to it, which is no longer used. So <laughs> you can imagine that place. Um, it's pretty haunted too. Um, but our gym was always known to be haunted and everyone, the rumor was that it was a nun. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't know why she would be in the gym. Uh, but that, that was the rumor. Trying to keep the Holy Spirit between the kids. <laughs> that was it. When there was dances, the teachers were like, mm, the nun is watching. But it was, su- it was such a like well-known just fact yeah. that it didn't really ever bother us. Um, like Lights would always turn back on when we turned them off. Um, I remember a new teacher once was with us, and we had turned off all the lights in the gym, and we were heading out. And he turns around like all slow, and he's like, didn't I turn those lights off? And I go, yeah. And I walk over <laughs> and turn them off because like it was so normal to us. Um, but the really scary, well, the really paranormal thing that happened was we were holding prom in the gym once and the next Monday, my friend was like showing, passing around this video and we were doing one of those circles that you always do in high school. And he was like, you know, scanning the circle. And as it scans, this white face like appears like in between two people. Right. And it is clearly a face, but it's also kind of like blurry like it's not just like some really pale person popping in right it's just a face and um like we'd pause it and it's got definite features but the outside really like blurry um almost like a habit like maybe it was a nun (laughs) and it was it was really like it was clearly defined face just like dancing with us at prom oh yeah no that's bonkers and it was so surreal because then you see like the kids like next to it just like jamming out you know like <laughs> but i still remember it's like etched into my brain that sure, video yeah. like it was it was really creepy um and then like you can just feel it too because then years later i went and i taught at the elementary school and like walking in at night my brothers i was like you have to walk in with me and they're like oh whatever because they're big guys and like they take one step and go nope <laughs> Shutting that down. That's not happening. You can just feel it. So the place has got definitely something going on. And then, of course, I went on to college, to Benedictine College, um, which is on a lot of lists as one of the most haunted colleges in America because it's really old. Um, It's from the 1850s. Um, And a lot of the dorms used to be old monk cells. Um, For those of you who aren't hip to the Catholic lingo, um, that just means where they lived. Yeah. Yeah. Where the, where they, they called themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them got converted into dorms. And so a lot of the times, like you'd like feel doorknobs that were hot, you know, or like one of the dorms I was staying in, there's always like a baby crying. Like no one had a baby, you know? Yeah. Um, so all of that. Yeah. That was all really kind of creepy too. But the creepiest thing about that was it's, the college is located in a place called Atchison, Kansas, which is home to one of the most haunted places. It's one of the most haunted places in Kansas. Um, it's on a lot of lists for just kind of in America. It's called the Scratch House or the Sally House. And the story is it was a house of a doctor who had like the offices in front and the um, <laughs> operating places in the back. Because that's what you did back then. As you do. As, you know, as normal. And um, a frantic mother came with her six-year-old and was like, oh, my gosh, she's dying. And the doctor was like, I think it's appendicitis. We just got to do it now. And he starts cutting into her. Yeah. (laughs) Without anesthesia. And she dies. 
And so the house is said to be haunted by a little girl who hates men because her last image is of a man torturing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there have been many, many stories of like, like people going in and all the girls, like there's like some paranormal group that went in and like the girls are like, doop, 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 like walking down the basement stairs and the guys just like stop. Like they can just feel it. Like they can feel like scratches on them. Mm. And um, I had a lot of friends on the track team who for some reason it was on the perfect path. So when they went out running in the town, um, the whole team would like run on this certain, you know, certain path or whatever. And one of them was right by the scratch house. And a lot of the guys would like show me, they'd have scratches down their arm, like long scratches that they don't know what came from. And none of the girls did none of them. Right. And every time, like every time they ran by, there was new scratches somewhere on them, like long, um, so eventually the guys started taking a different path than the girls. It was a longer path. The girls got to go on a shorter path. But, um, yeah, those are the, the ones from, from my life. <laughs> Time for Eric. Fascinating. Yay. Thank you. <clears throat> You're welcome. So, um, for those of you who have listened to Real and Wine, uh, I've often mentioned my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has deep, deep roots in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and our family's plant- plantation in Opelousas, which is in what they call the Triangle. Uh, it's Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Opelousas, and that's where all the French people historically settled in Louisiana. If you go north, it gets more and more uh, like Scotch-Irish, oh, yeah. Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. Um, and the, it's on the National Historic Register, and the building as it is now dates from 1858, with the included renovations. And there's a central staircase, and then wings mm-hmm. on each side. Oh, the house is gorgeous. I've seen pictures. That's real pretty. It's yeah, really pretty. Um, and there, in, in front, on the grounds, there's a dogwood and magnolia arbor. And the trees are so old, they've grown into each other. Mm-hmm. The classic arch. They, yeah, they, yeah, there's like a ar- an archway of trees as you uh, arrive to the front. And then uh, on the back, let's see, that would be the back east part is where the um, slave quarters are. And quite of them are preserved. They're supposed to be really haunted um, for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I really want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do have two stories. Um, and the, the ghosts that are supposed to be there aren't like malevolent ghosts. Right. In any way, really. Like they're not, they're not scratching people. <laughs> they're like the nun joining us at, at prom. <laughs> um, so the, the first one is just, is that they call her the lady in white or the white lady. And, There was supposed to have been a wedding of a neighbor or a family friend, and the bride got very ill, um, because when when people visited to stay, they used to stay, you know, for weeks and weeks, because travel was so hard. Mm -hmm. She got very ill and then died on the day she was supposed to be married. So that is supposed to be who the lady in white is. And my cousin Eugenie said one time, she, she always comes on a full moon. Uh, the, on, on the night of a full moon. The white lady, right? Not your cousin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin only visits. <laughs> only visits on a full moon. A full She's moon. real weird. <laughs> Wait, are you guys werewolves? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but, and she, like, bolted upright, like, out of a deep sleep. 
and opened the door to her bedroom, and at the end of the hallway, she saw a figure in a hood and a white gown that looked to her, like, she, she said, vaguely 19th century. Right. Actually, I think what exactly what she said to me was, like, vaguely Victorian. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you put actual time yeah, period to it. Yeah, me being me. Um, and she called, like, uh, who's there? Like, who are you? And when the figure turned, there was no face. But, but it looked like the hood. You know, like, it looked like there should have been a face yeah. there. Oh, creepy. But there was no face. And then it vanished. Oh my god! And then things will happen, like in the library, when when no one's there, like yeah. not us and not the people for the historic trust. Like books will fall. Oh. <laughs> like you'll be in a different room and you'll hear like the thud yeah. under the carpet, and you'll come in and yeah, like uh, the yeah books will just have fallen off the shelves. Yeah. Um, sometimes in the grand parlor there'll be a fire. Oh. But no one has. <gasps> made a fire. Oh, creepy. So, so little things like that. Oh, and I felt this in the corner in the kit. There's a corner in the kitchen that suddenly just feels like cold. Yeah. Which I've heard is is like when people like ghosts, yeah. the, the temperature will change. It, yeah, which is like the dorms. Yeah. They're really hot. Or they, really cold. They're really hot or really cold. Yeah. So that's the lady in white or the white lady. Um, also, according to family lore. Slash legend, uh, <laughs> the infamous pirate Jean Lafitte, one of the most famous pirates uh, in Louisiana and Gulf Coast history. Uh, you should you should look Jean Lafitte up. It's a fascinating story. Oh, it's crazy. Um, but he, he later uh, eloped and/or kidnapped, <laughs> as she would claim when she was returned to her husband, the wife of. Territorial Governor Claiborne, mm -hmm. who was the first American governor of Louisiana, and uh, they were supposed to have used my family's uh, home for rendezvous, for assignations, mm. and my um, my mom's uh, next youngest sister, my aunt Marguerite, said that it was at dusk one time and she saw like she, like like a guy in a, in a military type uniform with the gold braid and the buttons and a saber just walking back and forth under the arbor. Oh, was like, he waiting for Waiting her? for his lady love. Oh, who he was about to quote-unquote kidnap, kidnap, as she claimed. Yes. Um, so those are my stories. Very cool. I like it. I like it, too. I know. Um, yeah, so thank you for letting us share with you guys. This was um, super fun. We, oh, we, lo we love your podcast. It's so good. Guys. Um, yeah, so uh, hit us up on Real and Wine. Um, we're on Twitter. <laughs> we're on Real and Wine Pod 1, capital R number 1. If you listen to our uh, podcast, you'll know why we have such a crazy, weird, long podcast or Twitter handle. It's because of Eric. It's my fault. <laughs> or uh, Instagram, <laughs> just Real and Wine Podcast. So um, thank you for having us on. We love you guys. Yes. yes! Thank uh, you so much, guys. That's freaking amazing. This fit perfectly How we, perfect. Yeah, like we didn't we didn't plan it this way. We were like, nope. we'll use it at some point. But I was like, this is the one. This holy, was holy ghost. So perfect for mm -hmm. Holy Ghost. And also, I'm going to New Orleans this yes, week. Yes. Oh. And you know how I love a haunted plantation. Oh my gosh. Yep. We already did that Merville's mm -hmm. plantation. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Oh my God, guys. That was so amazing. That was perfect. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much, guys. So again, it's Real and Wine Podcast. Yep. R-E-E-L and Wine Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, that's the 
their Instagram handle. Yeah, is, they have a super cute Instagram. I know too. it's really cute. I like their artwork a lot. Mm-hmm. It's really adorbs. Um, so yeah, it's so fun. It's like a fun. I I really like podcasts where you're listening and you're just. It feels like you're just like hanging out. And, I know and chilling and yeah, I love it. So thank you, great. Leslie and Eric. Thank you so much. Follow them and that's their names, right? <laughs> you looked at me funny. I got paranoid. No, I didn't. I oh. swear. That's just how my face looks. Okay. Oh, you made me nervous. I know. I made you scared because you couldn't pronounce organ earlier. So <laughs> I know I now make you're myself nervous. You're like, I'm looking at this. I'm I like, know it what says it is. Leslie and Eric. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I also called one of the people by the wrong name. Oh, yeah. Was that's true. Last week. It's a, it's a real honor. Ray. It's yeah. a real honor for Amy to not know your name. <laughs> it is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, that was fun. That was super fun. Thanks, guys. Um, follow us on Instagram at Banshees and Booze. And please rate. I. It's so easy to rate a podcast that I accidentally did it. Yeah, you can do it. in If you're on iTunes, you can do it in the iTunes app. You don't even have to yeah. open up. You can just click just the take... stars and then write a little feedback. Back. And the stars are already there. And you know what? Let Let's us do it. Let us know if you don't like it. Well, I mean, let I don't Tammy care. know. I don't you read reviews. Yeah, no, <laughs> Amy doesn't want to know. I want to know. Uh, I don't read reviews, so if they're good, thank you. If they're not good, Tammy will tell mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we appreciate you all yeah. so much. Happy whatever you celebrate on uh-huh. April Fool's Day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and oh, and if you see a ghost, uh. Lock your skinny friend in a church. And throw some holy water over your shoulder. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, that's salt. It's either. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>